Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 2015, and we have a half-an-hour session with Mason. So he's already here. I'm just going to ask. He says, I have your full attention. Okay, great. So, Nancy, um, I'd like to honor the animals and just let the animals say to their beloved person, in this case you, whatever they want to say before we dive in. So let me just give him a little bit of uh, time here, Mason. So he says, yes, she is my Nancy. I want to sit by her. I want to hang at her feet. I want to be on her lap. I want to be near her. I trail her or follow her, in other words, around the house. He calls himself your... Okay, he does call himself your bodyguard. That's something we're going to be talking about today, Mason. Um, And he says his other job of the house is to make you smile. He doesn't like it when you fall down and get hurt. Um, Let me just ask him more about this. He's concerned that you're going to get tripped up. Is this a concern in the house? He says not so much. He's afraid that you're going to trip outside. Um, Let me just ask more about this. He says, I can't prevent her from falling. He says, but I don't want my Nancy hurt. He has gone into a little bit of hypervigilance, if you will, in being, I mean, he's always been your soldier, your bodyguard, um, your protector. These are his words of how he sees his relationship with you, towards you. I mean, he, he loves, this, this guy's a love bug. He's very affectionate with you and those he likes, but he's very much your, I mean, is a one-on-one kind of guy. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So he's become more hypervigilant um, than usual in this area of being aggressive towards anyone near you except your oldest and your youngest son because he tells me he thinks you've been hurt recently. Um, and I don't know if you slipped and fell outside or you – it feels like something where he wasn't involved, he wasn't there. This was some sort of – really, he keeps showing me falling, you falling on the ground. So I don't know if you can recall a time in the, the recent past where you slipped on the ground, fell – he thinks that you might have hurt your wrist, might have hurt your hand. I, I don't see anything major. I don't see broken bones. I don't see anything major. But he tells me he felt like he needed to protect you. He sensed your ouchiness later on that day. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to keep everybody away from her so nobody accidentally hurts her injury. So it feels like he's actually kept this up, even though I don't sense, and he tells me he doesn't sense right now that you've got any current pain in your body, except for maybe some stress or tension around your um, small of your back region, along your back tightness there, but that doesn't feel like he's talking about that related to a slip or fall outside. Are you aware if you slipped or fell? Yeah, because I'm the class advisor, and we were building the homecoming float, and I fell off the float and hurt my ankle, and he, okay. you could tell that he was like he was nervous about the crutches. He like he gets this look on his face where he's like, wor- it looks like he's worried. Like, oh no. Yes. Okay. So this is the event, if you will, that you experienced, Nancy, that put him on hypervigilance. Now, Mason, tell me more about this. He says what I've been trying to do. He's not been trying to be a pain, Nancy. He's not trying. His behavior is not out of maliciousness. It's more out of 
oh, my gosh, I don't want her to hurt. I love her so much, and I want to protect and keep others away, others I don't trust completely or think they might not pay attention to where they are keeping their bodies in space relative to Nancy's body in space, and I don't want them to accidentally hurt her or injure her. So he is being your protector and bodyguard. Does that? Do you see where he's coming from? Yes. Okay. So, Nancy, with situations like this, I always encourage the owners, because you're the one with a relationship with him. I can talk to him in this moment, but you're you're the one who's got to take this information home at the end of the day. And when you are home, go to a private room or someplace where you can talk out loud to this guy and actually tell him things like, Mason, I really want to thank you and acknowledge you for being my protector. I can see why you've been doing what you've been doing. We need to acknowledge him where he is before we can invite him to change because every every being needs to be kind of um, encouraged and re- re- told that, you know what, I get it, I understand you, and I accept how you've been, and now let's see what else is possible. Um, this guy is like, I mean, he really is, <laughs> if you were living by yourself, he would be pleased as punch. <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> 24-7, right, without uh-huh. any distractions. I mean, this is just, he, he is your man as far as a dog goes. Um, okay, so Nancy, I want him to understand now your point of view, because animals are so intelligent and he really can. Speaking from an honest point, can you tell Tell him out loud. He'll hear your thoughts, or he'll hear your thoughts behind your words, but I need to hear you out loud, too. Tell him how you've been feeling when he's been acting aggressive towards these other people, except your oldest and youngest around you. How do you feel emotionally when he chooses that behavior? I just really get nervous because I love this dog. I love Mason, and I would never, you know, um, with my last husband, Mason bit, um, my stepson and my soon-to-be ex-husband is wanted to put him down, and I like I could never ever do that to Mason, and it just makes me very very nervous that if he keeps biting people, okay. that like I, that's something I, I don't know how I can continue to justify. So I'm just like worried for him in that sense that I don't want it to come to a point where if he bites somebody and animal protection finds out and they make me put him down, like I'm scared for him. Okay. Okay, awesome. Thank you for that. So, Mason, do you understand where she's coming from? He says, yes. He says, but no harm will come to me. I'm going to let him know that there there are people in authority, yes, out there who are above and beyond uh, Nancy and who can actually have a say to us pet owners, if you bite the wrong person at the wrong time and the wrong people find out, it can come down on Nancy in such a way where she has little to no choice and may have to release you from your body. Is that something you desire? He says, oh, no, I want to stay with Nancy. Okay, then I would like to let you know that if you continue to bite or be aggressive in a way that Nancy is concerned about, that even looks like biting or looks threatening or looks aggressive, because people can be set off by that as well, who don't know you or understand you, that all those are things that could take you down that path to potentially being released from your body. And if you don't want that, and we know Nancy doesn't want that, I'd like to invite you to show you a different path that you could choose 
so that we keep you safe and you continue to have fun and live your life with Nancy. And she can relax because she doesn't have to be in concern anymore. He says, okay, I want that. <laughs> he shows me a white flag and a stick waving. He says, okay, truth, I give up. I beg-. Okay, so he's interested in this information. All right, so first things, um, I always like, Nancy, and this is something you're going to have to reiterate to him out loud now and in the days ahead, that his, we have to look at his, his current job as protector and guardian. We need to explore this, but the first thing I want to tell you is to have him start a new job. Your new job, Mason, is to keep your teeth in your mouth at all times. He says, well, what if I have to protect my mom? Nancy, do you honestly feel you need protection or do you honestly feel safe in your world? No, I feel safe. Okay. I also want you to tell him that now in the days ahead, too. You're going to have this recording to write these things down, you know, later on so you can put a list on the fridge of things you need to say to this dog all the time because just like our children, sometimes they have to have repetitious because they've been operating and thinking in their own own mentality and they need a new way to think. Animals are so amazing at changing so fast behaviorally, but they do need us to kind of guide them and lead them a lot of times because he sees you as his his mama, his mommy, his pack leader. Um, he also sees you as his lollipop. Now, let me just add, why is she your lollipop? I love to lick her, is what he says. All right, so he just adores you, in other words. So keeping your teeth in your mouth is going to be your new job. Does that sound like a, an appropriate job? Are you cool with that, Nancy? Yes. Okay. I am. Okay. Keeping your teeth in your mouth looks like, and I'm going to show him this. I'm going to show him there's a, someone... You know, first I'll show them your older and your youngest children, who he already is relaxed around. He doesn't think they're any um, threat to you, even with your when your body was injured or if now you fully recovered. So thank you, and you keep your mouth closed, and you be relaxed, and you wag your tail, and sure you can hang out by your person. Now I'm going to show other family members and friends and guests. Um, his hair goes up on the back of his neck when it comes to guests or strangers coming into the home. He's a little bit more. It feels like untrustworthy with them, far more so than even family that he doesn't let near you, but he knows already. So um, you still need to keep your teeth in your mouth. You can hang out by your person. She doesn't need your protection. That's why we're inviting you to change your job to instead, what if you were a companion instead? He says, I'm already that. Okay, well, a companion has a different job description than perhaps you think it is. He says, okay, what you tell me, Mason, what's your job uh, description of companion to hang out with mom okay so it's actually more than that Nancy I'm going to describe to him what I define as a companion in the job description again you're going to need to also tell him this now in the days ahead if there's any part of this Nancy that doesn't resonate that's not what you want please jump in because I want what you want okay mm-hmm. so uh, Mason so being a companion means being a contribution to your person's life He says, oh, I can do that. I do that all the time. And ways of doing that, how it looks like, it looks like you being calm and relaxed because you being calm and relaxed when there's other people around your person supports your person energetically. She, all beings are energetic in nature, whether we look like we're really physical solid, even science knows we're all actually space and energy between those atoms and electrons. And so energetically, she is picking up on your energy. If you are calm and relaxed, you support her, you nurture her, you nourish your person, whether she's paying attention to you in that moment or she's talking to another person. He says, I can do that. Okay, great. Other ways of nurturing her, 
is being respectful of her relationships with other people, respecting not just her oldest and youngest son, who may choose to shake her hand or give her a hug or be affectionate and offer their nurturing love, attention, and affection her way, but for you to be in a state of allowance of these other people that maybe you don't know so well or you haven't trusted up to this point in time, but you know what? Your person is so mm, good about taking care of herself that she would never let anybody potentially dangerous to her in her inner personal circle, in her bubble. He does believe that is true. Okay, that's good. He comments, yeah, I believe Nancy wouldn't let anybody who would harm her near her. Okay, great. So, in other words, Nancy's doing a fantastic job, and I believe, Mason, you need to give her credit for that, for taking care of herself. He's scratching his head, so then what is my job? Okay, (laughs) so right, it's not about being a protector or a bodyguard. It's about being this companion. He says, do I have to be quiet, too? He says he can be a bit barky at times. Um, well, that's up to you, Nancy. What do you want there? That would be nice if he could be quiet sometimes, but I know that he gets excited when he sees people. Oh. Unless it's a negative thing, unless that he is the reason that he is so upset when people are, that he's nervous about it. Okay. I mean. So it's it's barking that's happening when you have, like, guests in the home or people he sees outside or both? Yeah, people out both. Both, okay. Um, so he's being a lark guard dog when he sees people outside is what he's telling me. If um, He does tell me, though, that honestly, he does do his <laughs> ritual barking there, and then he tells me he will eventually calm down. He tells me it takes him about 30 seconds to calm down from seeing something outside. Um, if that's too long for you, Nancy, what you can do is ask him to cut that time in half, Okay. Just, okay. you know, you see him, he's about to bark, or, you know, you can say, you know what, I got it. I see that person outside the window, that dog walker or that biker. Thank you for so much for letting me know, and we can be quiet now. Message received. Acknowledge him where he's at and ask him to do something different. You can walk away as if it's no big deal and invite him to follow you even. Okay. Um, when there's people in the house, though, Mason, okay, if you could be calmer and less noisy, that would help you actually be calmer and relaxed too because when you're barking, why are you doing that barking towards these people? He's worked up is what he's telling me. Okay, I see him spinning and not spinning round and round but more like um, pacing, moving back and forth, being a busy bee with his body. All right, so if you were to take deep breaths, your person might remind you. I do this with my dog all the time, Nancy. I have a little chihuahua mix, and he's a quiet, sweet, gets along with everybody type dog, but there are moments where he gets worked up seeing a dog passing outside. In those rare occasions, I will say, okay, Tyler, breathe, walk towards me. Let me redirect you, give you attention, and I want you to take deep breaths with me. My God, he does it, Nancy. So um, don't underestimate the power of asking Mason to take deep breaths with you. Okay, it, uh-huh. it gets oxygen to the brain, and it helps him get more focused and less fixated on what he's doing in that moment. You can also ask him to sit beside you, although he tells me he's he's a very well-behaved dog for you personally, but when he's worked up, he does explain to me it's hard for him to focus on even a sit for very much longer than a few seconds. Um, but you can rub his chest and do calming gestures, you know, touch, calming touch with him to also invite him to just relax. Relax is your key word and a word you want to use out loud with him. Okay. Um, Questions from Mason. Anything we need to ask your person? He says, well, does she want me to bark at night? 
when I hear noises? <laughs> Nancy? Maybe just a couple of barks to alert us, but he doesn't have to keep barking. Okay. Do you hear that? Just a couple to alert them, and then you can stop. He says, but I don't think they always hear it. That's why I keep going. Okay. So, Nancy, how to handle that, you know, acknowledge his barking, say, I got it. Thank you so much for letting me know, and we can be quiet now. Just acknowledge and then redirect. Okay. Okay. Um, what else is he doing, Nancy, that you're concerned about or worried about or that's on your mind right now? I, I don't know. That was just really the aggression was just really it. And I almost wondered if there was anything in his past before I got him. Okay, let's take a look at that. So, Mason, so if you go back to the origin of what made you want to protect Nancy in the beginning, yes, it was the, the slip. Okay, we got that, the fall. But even further backwards, is there something else in your past? Okay, he was given up. He was given away. And he feels like when he was given away by a person or a family, this is prior to coming into your life, your family's life, he just says he felt very betrayed. And so he felt also that he had done something wrong. What, what do you think you did wrong that got you out of that home? He says, I still can't figure it out to this day. He does wonder if they didn't have time for them for him. Either way, it was like he was given up is what he tells me. Um, he didn't understand that. And what he did is, as a result, he said, I decided to find one person to love completely, which in this case is you, Nancy. And he thought that that would be a better me method or way of keeping himself in a home. Why do you think that? Because if I fall in love with one, that, lo that one person will go, oh, he's so cute, he loves me so much, and I'll get a permanent home. So part of this is a way of his, him, well, dealing with surviving. I mean, that's, it's a survival compensation, survival mechanism. Um, you get that you're in your forever home as long as you keep your teeth in your mouth, as we discussed, and keep yourself on a safe path. He says, yes, thank you. Um, what if you could relax and be everybody's friend? Nancy, he loves you so much, and it feels like he really doesn't give – I mean, he's comfortable with the people he lives with, it feels like, but he doesn't really give them too much time of day when you're in the home. When you're not in the home, I actually see he's more hmm, interactive let's put it that way, with mm -hmm. uh, the other people that are home. But the moment you're home, I see him sticking to you like a Velcro dog and being like, oh, my Nancy's home, and I'm I'm back with her again. Is there a part of you, Nancy, that wishes he would relax enough to branch out and be friends, even more friendly above and beyond where he's at right now with other family members at least? Definitely. Okay. My My boyfriend, Brian. Okay, okay, cool. So Mason, she has a boyfriend named Brian. You know Brian, I'm sure. He says, I do. He's okay with Brian, actually. He's, still, he's got a bit of um, Nancy's mind, but okay, I'll share him. I'll share her with Brian. Okay, so can you be friendly? What if you were to take on, and this is a different job than companion, but being friend to all friend to all that Nancy, everybody Nancy likes, appreciates, invites into her home, hosts. Can you be a good host with Nancy when she has guests over, whether it be Brian or other people? He says, oh, I'm not sure about that. What if Nancy was to really value that? Would you be willing to consider? He says, well, what do I have to do? Friendly dogs keep their teeth in their mouth. They wag their tail. 
oh, some friendly dogs will go up and sniff people's shoes. He says he does that. Okay, cool. And how do you feel about being touched by someone you don't know? Not too sure about that is what he says. Okay, cool. If that's the case, Nancy, if you see him being a little on edge when your guests come in the house, um, all you need to do is say to your guests, you know, he, we're in retraining right now with Mason, so, you know, just let him sniff you. But we'd actually, we're asking all guests at this point not to reach down and touch him. Don't lean over him. Don't, you know, we're trying to prevent him from feeling intimidated in any way. That way, Nancy, you're advocating for him. He knows because he'll hear every word you say to these people that you're advocating for him. And it makes it easier for him just to relax. If your guests start doing things that are a little bit different, he's going to notice that and be like, oh, they're doing something different, and Nancy's asking me to behave differently, so I guess I can do that too, because he's seeing change happen around him, and he will, feels like very much, he's a people pleaser, he does want to please you, he'll then want to get on board too, and we're going to use that people pleasing aspect of him to our advantage, get him on board, and he can follow suit. Okay, so um, friendly greeter, would you like that job? He says maybe. So my dog Mason, my Chihuahua, is a friendly greeter. I actually gave that dog my job. Gave that dog my job as soon as I adopted him. Friendly greeter looks like welcoming everybody warmly. And if you don't want to be close to them, other than sniffing, you can do that at a distance, at a comfortable distance for you physically. But you can emanate relaxation, smiles, appreciation, and just a, a sense of warmth. He says, I do this for Nancy all the time. Can you open your heart wider and do it for others? Nancy would like that. He says he will. Okay, great. <laughs> um, he tells me he's such a good boy, and he loves to snuggle with you. He shows me the sweet image of you're in a lay-down position, which to me looks like you're laying on your back, probably in a bed, and I see him up next to you in your arms. He just He's like your cuddle bunny. He just loves and appreciates your touch. He's a touchy-feely boy when it comes to you and him. Um, you know, at the end of the night, Nancy, as you might would to one of your children when you were grow, you know, they were younger and you, you, they were growing up, you might want to just offer him a sentence or two before you go to bed, such as, Mason, I want to thank you today for X, Y, and Z. I want to thank you for allowing my guests to come in and, uh, you know, you were warm and more calmer than you usually are. Thanks for that. Thanks for being quieter more quickly when you saw the biker outside. You didn't bark as long as usual. Thank you for keeping your teeth in your mouth. You're doing your job well. Does all this make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. All right, cool. Um, what else, Nancy, is coming to your mind? Um, another thing that's very odd is that when we lived at my other house, he didn't have a problem going to the bathroom outside. Okay. Um, and But I think because he had privacy, not peeing in front of me, but pooping in front of me. So he, like, he had privacy. He could go behind the arbor fighty. But now that we have this, um, like, wide open lawn kind of thing, he will not poop outside. Okay. And so he does that in the house. And I think that he does it because he doesn't want to do that in front of us. Now, Zoe is my other dog, and he's, you know, she's fine, but for some reason he won't do that. He won't poop outside in front of us. Gotcha. Okay. Now, when you call this a yard, are you referring to a front yard or a backyard? Side. Side yard. Okay. Is this enclosed in any way? No. Okay. All right, cool. All right. So, Mason, why are you pooping in the house? 
I got your person's perspective. Let's see the other side of the coin. I feel more secure pooping indoors. Okay, thank you. So why do you feel insecure pooping out in the yard? Um, it's about privacy. Not so much. He actually feels vulnerable. There's a bit of skittishness and insecurity that exists within Mason that you don't see when he's indoors in the house. feels like you don't see that at all. But when he's a little bit insecure, he goes on guard and he becomes... I see him becoming contracted in his muscles, more rigid, more uh, on edge, if you will. This does not show up often, and yet I can feel this. So where did that originate from, this insecurity? Because you did find in the other house. He says, well, in the other house I felt protected. It, did your other house have a yard or barrier or something that gave him a sense yes. of safety? Okay, that's what this is about. Um, this isn't so much about whether somebody watches them or not. Quite frankly, I don't get he cares either way. It's more about the space and the setup. Having a barrier around him, a fence, for example, helped him feel secure and safe from the outside. He's concerned about the outside world. What were you concerned about or what are you concerned about? He's afraid of being taken away, okay, because he was taken away from his home at one point and given up. Okay, given up to a shelter or given up, I don't know how you acquired him, but he was given up by somebody. Given away is also the feeling that comes through. And he felt, again, betrayed. Okay, so he doesn't want to ever put himself in that scenario, so he's being a little bit protective of himself by going in a spot he feels safe. So he's, again, compensating for his own sense of insecurity. All right, so Nancy Truth, do you honestly feel he's safe in that yard or do you think you're living in an environment where somebody could take him? No, I think he's safe because, first of all, he won't go outside unless he can see me. And I don't understand that either because he will not go outside to go to the bathroom unless I follow him, okay? So he needs to see me when he goes out to the bathroom. But if we're out there and something gets his attention, then he takes off and could care less that I'm calling him. Well, okay, so two things. So he, you following him or watching him is about now your switched roles. He's no longer your bodyguard because he's afraid. So you become the parent, or, and he's the scared child in that moment. He's like, just come out with me, Mom, come out with me, and I'll feel safe in my world because you're my protector standing and watching, making sure I don't get lost. The running off is in part because it feels like Mason is one of those dogs who doesn't quite always listen very well just plain doesn't listen well. I mean, some dogs are mm-hmm. in that area and some, some are not. And when he's outdoors, um, it feels like wildlife, for example, can catch his attention, like a squirrel. Um, mm-hmm. Something that really interests him, you're right, he's going to hightail it. Um, I don't sense Beagle in him. I can see why. I look at his picture. I can see why you think he might have Beagle mix, but I, I ask, and I, I don't get he's got Beagle genetics, which would be a hound quality, which you know would explain the interest in wildlife and chasing and running after things, which I get he really likes to do, um, but it doesn't come through. It just feels like he's just a dog. He's not well. He doesn't have great self-control for, of himself or great self-discipline of himself. He gets, he's reactive. Let's put it that way. He, he sees something and he responds. There's no think time in between to think, should I be doing this or should I not? It's like I see you can call after him after he started going down chasing something and he's going to totally ignore you. He doesn't hear you then. Um, so know him for who he is. <laughs> that is who he mm-hmm. is at this point. I mean, there's things we can offer him, um, hopefully, to, you know, telling him things like, Mason, it's your job to stay in the yard. 
even if you see something, it's your job. And you can say that. And he listens to you, Nancy, better than he listens to anybody in the house or even me because, again, he respects you. He loves you. So you need to emphasize the importance to him by talking to him out loud now and in the days ahead repeatedly about how one of his other jobs is to stay in the yard at all times. Um, Watching him from the window, you know, might be something that at this point in time you've got to kind of do for him to get him to go outdoors. Um, Other things, what would make you feel safe, Mason, in your open space yard? Okay, yep, aside from your person coming out with you. um, He says barriers up. Okay, cool. So um, barriers do not exist right now on the side yard. Can we put up energetic barriers, though, that you can energetically sense? Animals are very sensitive to energy, Nancy. That's, I mean, they're sensitive to, for example, our emotions, our energy in motion. So when you have an emotion of, you know, this or that, he feels your emotions very deeply. All animals feel and sense our emotions. So how about, yeah, let's put up that barrier energetically. He says he'll try that. So, Nancy, uh, you need to be involved in the process because he doesn't hold too much weight in what I offer, <laughs> which is okay. That's fine. Some animals do, some don't, because um, I'm a stranger to him. I want you to walk him around the perimeter of the yard, the side yard, and as you walk beside him, you can do it with leash on, you know, whatever's going to make him pay attention. I want you to say to him, okay, Mason, we are going to walk the perimeter of the yard. Where we walk is represents the energetic barrier. This is I am I, Nancy, am applying energy. And I'm going to put this energy up in place too, Nancy, but you're going to have to hold it there. You don't need to know about energy work to do this. It's pretty simple. Um, so I'm going to show him right now. I'm creating these energetic barriers that look like a high gate on this side yard. And the side yard, okay, yep, rubs up next to the house. So let's pretend, even though it's not a physical barrier, that it's energetic in nature and that it creates this sense of safety for you that you're truly seeking. Let's pretend, let's ask uh, the divine to step in, as is serving for all involved, to allow this to be of a certain energetic vibrational feel for you, Mason, that works for you in helping remind you the yard is safe to stay in with or without Nancy. He says, phew, I'd really like that. So Nancy's going to walk this energetic boundary with you sometime, you know, ideally in the next 24 hours or less while it's still very fresh in your mind, and she's going to show you where this boundary is. She's going to draw it by walking it with you. He says, okay, I like that idea. And wherever she walks you, keep in mind she asks that you do your job and stay inside of this, inside of this space from here on out, even if you get distracted. Can you be a smart boy? He says, I'm very smart. Yes, you are, but you also get distracted. Can you outsmart your reactionary response, your distractions to the outside world? He says, what do you mean? Can you be, truth universe, what do I need to ask this dog? Ask him if not losing Nancy is so important to him because he could get lost, even though it feels like he always comes back when he runs away, um, even in his own timing. But, okay, do you want to get lost from Nancy? He says, oh, no. Okay, you staying in this yard is always going to allow you to stay on the path of belonging to Nancy and her belonging to you and preventing potential loss. He says, I get that. Any questions around this, Nancy? No. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Let me just back up. Uh, Okay. Universe, thank you. Is there anything else we need to cover here as we wrap up with Mason? I get no. Mason, anything you need to say to your person? I just love her. 
I want to snuggle when we get home on the couch. Okay, thank you. And is there any questions for your person? He says no. Okay, so Nancy, you know what your homework is. <laughs> Praise okay. is the last thing I want to tell you, which is going to be key to reinforcing these good behaviors. Um, when you see him even doing a little something that's out of the normal, that is closer in the direction of what you want of him, thank him. Now, if you're too nervous to say that, you know, to praise your dog in front of somebody, some people are, um, you know, and you don't want to say out loud, Mason, wow, good job for being so kind to my guest who's standing in front of me. Thank you so much. You're being so respectful. Thanks for keeping space between them and your body and walking around more relaxed and even greeting them in a warm, friendly way at the door. Thanks so much. You can always say that to Mason in your head mentally in between your conversation with the other human. Just call his name first. Think Mason in your head, in your mind and then tell them what you want to tell them. And then later that night, you can really expand on that. Animals, just like children, just like people, respond in beautifully miraculous ways to praise, especially when they're a people-pleasing type like he is. Okay? Okay. That sounds great. Okay, keep me posted. Let me know how he does. Um, Don't necessarily expect 100% perfection. Um, This is going to be a bit of a new walk for him. A new, mm-hmm. a new way of being, but praise him and support him. Set him up for success. Don't put him in a situation where he probably can't handle it until he's made some progress first. You don't want him to fail immediately. You want to help him. Okay? All right. That sounds good. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, Nancy. I'll send you a link to our recording in 24 hours or less. Just check your email for that. Okay, great. Thanks, Danielle. Sure. Take Bye-bye. care. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.